This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Still trying to nail down a theme, a new theme song for the Armstrong and Getty show, trying different sounds. Let's give this one a second. Let's see how it flows. Live from Studio C. I don't see this one working, senor. Dimly lit room, people in the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, on a Monday, brand new week, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Jerusalem, the capital of Israel. I swear by Saul. Which presidential candidates for decades of both parties have sworn they were going to do. But then when one of them actually does it... Oh, my oh, God! Oh, no! Oh, no! What has he done? <laughs> oh, well. All right, that's enough. Turn it off! Turn it off! <laughs> that was like the montage music from, like, an 80s teen comedy it where, was. like, the, 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 the noodle alarm guy all of a sudden starts doing some push-ups. Yep. Maybe starts fixing his car, and all of a sudden the girl's gonna <laughs> like him! Yeah. I had shoulder pads growing underneath my shirt <laughs> while that song was on. So, uh, <laughs> What's happened to the the ends of my hair? All of a sudden, they're frosted. How did that happen? Um, there is uh, our board operator, Michelangelo, as we kick off the show and introduce everybody in the squad. Hello there, Michael. Really thought I had a winner there. Oh, mm-hmm. oh well. Um, <laughs> good morning. Um, I had a great Mother's Day, and uh, Mom wanted the family to clean out the garage. That was what good she, one. she wanted as a gift, so the whole family oh, was out Mom, there. Clean. Hey, let's talk about this. Wait a minute. <laughs> hey, can't we just go out to eat or something? <laughs> we did go out to eat, but you know, the main aspect was cleaning out the garage, and the things you find in the garage is always just disgusting. Once you get towards the back of the garage, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, because my wife had uh, spilled the beans that she and the boys were planning on cleaning out the garage for Father's Day for me. And I thought, you can't do that. It's not possible. It's just not possible. Not child labor, anyway. Not with a six-year-old and an eight-year-old. It's, it's, it's gross, heavy, and disgusting in there. Yes. So, anyway, it's a nice, nice idea. Uh, there's uh, Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, has I too had a fantastic Mother's Day, but I was uh, I was caught by this statistic that Avengers: Infinity War continues to dominate at the box office, winning its third straight week in America. I think this weekend it had like sixty million dollars or something like that in its third weekend, but in its first weekend in China, it made an additional two hundred million dollars. Wow. Uh, China. Yeah, this thing's going to smash many box office records, and most of them that it already has not toppled, it will soon. I I feel. 
Wow. So it made multiples of the giant weekend in America in its first weekend in China, which is, you know, not a surprise to them, I'm sure. Sure. Yeah, it's all about China. That's yeah. why they make movies these days. You know, I find myself dissatisfied with Michael's tale. Michael, a real lack of detail in that short story. Really? I mean, what was disgusting in the garage? Anything in particular? I mean, did you find a dead rat? Yeah, or rodent droppings. A little of everything. Rodent, <sighs> a lot of rodent droppings. A lot of rodent droppings oh, in your garage. Boy, oh, golly. Yeah, careful. You don't want the hantavirus. That's, That's always, a serious stuff. Always a problem. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Yeah, Michael, I hope you were be masked along with the other members of your family. Meanwhile, it is the anniversary of the end of one of the most popular sitcoms in American history. 20 years ago today, 76 million people watched the finale of Seinfeld before it wrapped and moved on into syndication heaven. 76 million, that's an unthinkable number now. The weird and unsatisfying series finale. Yeah, it was. It was. Four main characters convicted in a trial. Jerry and George sitting in a jail cell. And gotta remember, man, I I gotta remember in terms of references for uh, that that show went off the air 20 years ago. Yes. Really? Obviously, the earlier episodes were dang near 30 years ago. Indeed. (laughs) That's incredible. Well, it's not incredible if you're young. You think, I barely heard of this show, so. Uh, 20 years ago, Seinfeld off the air with almost 80 million people tuning in. I don't think any show could do that anymore. Nah. Yeah, probably um, not. I don't think that's even possible. And Jerry's net worth has soared now. It is now well over $900 million. Congratulations, oh, Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry with way more money than, like, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards and your right. various classic rockers. He has, you know, going on Paul McCartney money. Yep, almost a billion. Do we want more quirky Seinfeld knowledge? Sure, why not? So there was a single episode where they had that theme song that Marshall just played, and they actually had words to it. Every other episode was wordless the, the the actual lyrics to the song they tried it for the first season of episode three here's uh here's what that sounds like i've never heard and somewhere someone saying to their friend you should see my doctor he's the worst wait for oh, it he's the worst he's the absolute worst there is, is it a whatever you've got it'll be worse that part that little is it about whatever that thing was <laughs> is, it, it, uh, is it the beef absolute worst there is, is it a beef? whatever you've got it'll is be it worse a after beef? you just a, he's a butcher. Whatever that is. Yeah, the original premise was he's a stand-up comedian, and they'd play clips of his act and then yeah. a little of his home life. But they kind of got right. away from that as the years went by. Right. What yeah. he did for a living was just kind of didn't really play a role. They were just people that hung out with no jobs mostly. Which is a nice beef indeed. Nice way to be. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Monday, May 14th, the year 2018, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, here we go. Another week pregnant with possibilities. Let's begin precisely according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. Uh, Mom, I love you because you always give me the best advice. Thanks, Luke. Here's some more. Enough with the Trump jokes. Mom, I don't write those. And why doesn't SNL ever talk about crooked Hillary? Mom, I'm so new here. Please do not do this to me. <laughs> yeah, Mom, I'm also, I'm new and black, so be cool. <laughs> I don't understand why everyone focuses on Trump at all, when you should be focused on Jesus. Okay. <laughs> well, well, Jesus isn't president, Mom. And that's the problem. Okay, come on. <laughs> So as I pointed out to my wife, clearly Saturday Night Live saw the voice, I'm sorry, the vice column last week that said enough with the Trump stuff already because they went over the 
over the top to react to it, one of the moms said, we get it already, which is exactly the way I feel. Yeah, I yeah. get it. You don't like Trump. You think he's bad. Okay, all right. Well, I think they tried to ignore the rumblings from the fruited plane. And uh, I mean, just everybody, even people who don't like Trump were like, yeah, okay, fine. And then finally it was voiced by a friend advice, and it became irresistible. Pretty funny. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? That was a funny way to handle it. Opening of that new U.S. embassy in Jerusalem, sparking deadly protests, gearing up for the North Korea summit, Trump aides outlining part of the deal, and there is a new move on the West Coast to weed the homeless. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Did you say weed? Weed, indeed. Yeah, that's it. it I don't understand what that means. Some sort of play on words. It is. What's the beef? Maybe we need that after things all the time. (laughs) Sure. Just drop it in. Uh Jerry always has a beef. Let's find out what Jerry's beef is. (laughs) You can take the reservation, but you don't keep it. Was that what they were going for? I don't don't get it. I don't know. (laughs) How's mailbag look? Ah, it's fine. We have some weekly shower thoughts and all sorts of crap. Brand new week. This is the week you get the promotion or the week you're marched to your car with a cardboard box. Is it the beef? Is it a beef? (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Our old friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, Deborah Saunders, uh, is in Jerusalem. Correct? And we, may correct. Be, we may be talking to her later in the program. Yeah, we're hoping to. It's a busy day over there. There are ceremonies and demonstrations and counter-demonstrations and, and gunfire. Sh- yeah, and almost 30 people de- uh, shot dead. So, there you have it. Is it a beef? Is it a beef? <laughs> Is it a beef? <laughs> now that I, I don't that, know. Now that I haven't... Is yeah, it? So, uh, so, they did that once in one episode of Seinfeld? Yeah, and uh, uh, the article I was reading made it seem like there was so much backlash. Like, oh, okay, never again. Not doing it again. You know, the one thing I take away from that as, as someone who's part of a creative endeavor is... um. Th- you know, things change over time. And so often now, man, a television show comes on the air, and if the first episode doesn't get certain ratings and everybody loves it, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And Seinfeld was completely different the first year than it was by the end. A lot wow. of shows are. A lot the, of the the char- giant hit shows are, yeah. The, character was diff- the characters were different. The format was different. You didn't have, is it a beef? Is it a beef? <laughs> you didn't even add it at once. No, just... People want the beef. No, is it a beat? Is it a... Is that brought to us by the American Beet Council or something? You know, the beet's a delicious addition to any salad. <laughs> so is that what that is? Is that sponsorship? I don't know. I don't know either. Mailbag. Woo! How about your freedom-loving quote of the day from none other than St. Thomas Aquinas, Italian mm. philosopher and theologian? I've read or attempted to read a lot of uh, T of A. Um, he, it's complex. Yeah? Oh, very. Is he, uh, like, in the syntax of it, or his, his thoughts, his philosophies? Both. Both. The old-timey Ooh. writing and the thoughts oh, are all boy. very complex. Wow. He's considered one of the great thinkers in the history of the world, no doubt. But. So I understand, yeah. Lived from 1225 to 1274. That's all I know about him. thought I'd throw that in. <laughs> I admire you trying. I probably should, but I probably won't. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from St. T of A, or T.A., the highest manifestation of life consists in this. 
that a being governs its own actions. A thing which is always subject to the direction of another is somewhat of a dead thing. Mm. Amen to that, brother. Amen to that. The great thinkers. Great thinkers of all time agree. Yes. You know what would have been really good right after that quote from Thomas Aquinas? Is it a beep? Is it a beep? Is it a beep? I don't know. Beep. Beep. Beef. Beat. Beat. Beak? Is it a beast? Is it a beak? Is it a beak? Right. I'd see you get home your fried chicken or something weird and crunchy in there. <laughs> Is it a beak? Is it a foot? Is it a beak? I don't know. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> so Rich in Salt Lake City threw together the weekly shower thoughts from the interwebs. Uh, I didn't like them very much this week. Wow. Maybe it's, maybe it's just my mood. I don't know. We'll try, out, try them out on us. Well, here, here are some. Uh, I, I picked out my three favorites. The Internet was a more peaceful place when you needed a certain IQ to grasp how to connect to it. Probably. Yeah. And the uh, companion thought, the Internet isn't full of stupid people. The world is. The Internet is just the proof. Ooh, that's good. That's that too much truth. Yeah. That's, that's, oh, it's weighing me down. That's really good. Yeah, that's so clearly true. All right, here's one I almost did. Here, it's, here given, was a it's given yes. voice to people that... We had a system for silencing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they bitch at each other and, and and say terrible things at each other. Barely because they were unwilling to leave their apartments. Well, right. And or uh, the other person in the interchange would punch them in the face. And so, yeah, I mean, the, the phenomenon of anonymous slanders and, and hate spewing and trollery, that's a new thing. Yeah. Although that impulse existed. Yes, more than we realized. Right. All right, here's one that I I almost did, but then didn't highlight, so you be the judge. Maybe it's just my mood. You're doing pretty well in life if you have beach towels that aren't also your bath towels. (laughs) I like that one. Yeah, maybe I was just in a serious mood. Now I think it's funny. That is a step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, although I guess I was thinking about, you know, various uh, times crossing into Mexico or whatever where you could buy, you know, a, a, a... uh, frozen a knockoff Disney beach towel for a dollar. Uh, the biggest cause of cancer in mice is research. Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> that is clearly true. All right, moving along. Uh, yeah, okay. You know, okay, this one's pretty good, too. Um, Where'd it go? Uh, we feel superior to animals that would chase a lit... Oh, my gosh. Is it a beep? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it some lung butter? <clears throat> we feel superior to animals that would chase a laser pointer light, but if a giant beam of light suddenly appeared on Earth, humans would definitely go check it out. No doubt. That is true. Well, well. All right, moving along. <clears throat> I believe this tale to be serious. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with Al Anonymous. I can't, I can't tell if I'm supposed to. But Al's uncle stopped by for a beer, and uh, uh, the uncle, eh, a bit of a black sheep of the family, had been arrested recently, and as they were being uh, taken in to the uh, the county jail, uh, a guy was being strip-searched, naked, arms in the air, assuming the position. Guy looked like a cross between a pro football player and a meth head, and he yelled, can you see my privates? Can you, can you, can you see them? He can did, you? He did not. He did. I lost it. My uncle had no clue why I was laughing, but he did say that one of the deputies cracked up, too. Wow. Wow. If we could get independent confirmation of this 
from law enforcement in whatever county that happened, and I can't tell which one it would have been. But Maybe uh, that's the saying that's going to catch on we should put on T-shirts. <clears throat> Can you see my privates? Can you, can you? You know, can you see my privates? Can you, can you? It would take a certain person to wear that T-shirt, and I'm not sure I'd want to know them. Invented by a five-year-old, so I yeah. uh, I, I can claim the rights easily. Wow. Oh, yeah. 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 That's what kids are for, to exploit. That's what I say. <laughs> <clears throat> this is some insight from No Name Ron. Well, Ron's name. Other than that, though. <clears throat> It was about our uh, lengthy discussion about the stupidity of the cultural appropriation uh, anger, which uh, I think I characterized as um, your entire premise is, is stupid, your facts are wrong, and you're motivated by a personality flaw. Other than that, I'm more than happy to hear your rantings. Cultural appropriation outrage is what happens when you make rules to replace judgment. If someone takes a cultural item and mocks it to belittle a people, that is wrong. That's not the same as joking, which can be all right, or it can be wrong, depending on why and how it's played out. And that's not the same as liking it so much that it's incorporated into your own thing. Mm. And he gives an example. That's a good distinction. Cruel mockery, racism, is not the same as sincere appreciation. The cultural appropriation complainers are only imitating action applied to a situation that on the face seems to apply instead of using judgment. This is why we find flaws in following the letter of the law instead of giving consideration and judgment to particular cases. People have become so confused they can no longer tell right from wrong and are too mentally lazy and intellectually self-satisfied to bother to think beyond the surface. That There's truth to that, plus, no name, their absolute abiding need to be outraged and to act aggrieved. As that is the national pastime. He signs off, K-H-Y-S, keep honoring your scratchers. That would be a reference to Marshall, Mm. who believes like some sort of uh, Native American belief that the deer must be honored. You must pray over its carcass and use every part, etc., etc. Marshall believes in honoring the scratchers that he scratches. Let's see. President Trump is going to release a video address. So the big ceremony they got going on in Jerusalem for oh, so the opening okay. of the uh, the yeah. capital there, Fair our enough. embassy. Two very quick notes. I guess him being there was uh, an impossibility. Yeah, yeah, logistically. Security-wise. Security-wise, yeah. A couple of very quick notes. The uh, Chinese social credit system we've been talking about lately. Jeremy in North Carolina writes, If that Chinese social credit system docks people for bringing on too much or gigantic carry-on luggage, or if they block the aisle for five minutes while they move their junk from one bag to another while 20 people wait behind them, then I might be glad to have such a system. Oh, Jeremy, doing a little air travel lately. There there would be that. You get caught with 15 items, and the eight-hour items are few lane. Exactly. You'd see the government checker over there. Oh, interesting. And you'd think, Yes! It's like seeing a dangerous driver pulled up, you know, when you, you, you drive ahead. And finally, this note, I've had heard it observed <clears throat> by uh, various people. The hashtag MeToo movement. Well, for much of the world, that hashtag symbol is still read as pound. And so it's the awful moment when you realize most adults in the world still read uh, that as pound. And you named your women's movement against sexual assault uh, and harassment pound Me Too. Highly unfortunate. The mention is a mistake. Uh, Marshall's news is coming up next. Is it a beat? Is it a beef? Is it a beak? Is it a beak? On the Armstrong and Getty Show. 
violence in the Middle East is our headline. Well, I'll be darned. It's been the headline many days in my entire life and my father's. So there you go. Let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the U.S. Embassy in Jeru- Jerusalem is now open. Today's dedication ceremony, the result of President Trump ordering the embassy moved from Tel Aviv and officially recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel late last year. The move, though, has been met with outrage from Palestinians with dozens killed so far today in fights with Israeli security forces. Now, NBC's Richard Engel is there. About 40,000 Palestinian protesters have already gathered in the Gaza Strip. Uh, They've gathered in multiple locations right near the Israeli border. Now, Gaza's Hamas rulers have raised the possibility of those crowds breaking through these security fences at various points. Some information for you. Jerusalem is a city of about 900,000 people, just under a million. About 60% of them are Jews. About 40% are Palestinians, not Jewish. In 1995, our own U.S. Congress passed the Jerusalem is the Capital Act, declaring Jerusalem as the capital and that we should start recognizing Jerusalem as the capital. In 1995, it passed the Congress. And every president since then has signed a waiver saying, ah, but not yet. Every time the uh, the deadline came up. Even though the entire government of Israel is there. Right. I mean, Bill Clinton said we should move the capital to Jerusalem. So did George W. Bush. So did Barack Obama. And now Trump has actually done it. Meanwhile, I saw on a variety of the talk shows yesterday, what does this do for our chances of peace in the Middle East, though? This sits are, back to peace process. Are you freaking kidding me? The peace process? That wasn't going to happen whether you did, whether you didn't, whether you stood on your head. No matter what you did. Well, I heard one guy that just this morning who was in, involved in the last round. He said, there is no peace process. I was in the last round. It lasted six hours, and then we broke up and all went home. Please. So I, I, I think this is a much ado about very little. South Korean President Moon is welcoming North Korea's announcement that it is set to dismantle one of its nuclear test sites, calling it a really good start to the country's nuclear disarmament. Now, National Security Advisor John Bolton was on ABC's This Week over the weekend. He says before any benefits start to flow to North Korea... We want to see the denuclearization process uh, so completely underway that it's irreversible. Now, Bolton- So I, I watched Bolton's interview, yeah. and w- what I took away from it is, we're not going to walk away from this. Little fathead's going to walk away from this. I mean, because we're going to lay out such yep. strict, we have to have everything first... Uh, uh, guidelines for this whole thing. I don't think he's going to go for it. We get to walk in when you're using the John. All right? We get to go anywhere, anytime. And we got to get all this done. Really be certain you've done away with your entire nuclear weapons program before we're giving you anything. That Obama fella ain't in charge anymore. Front-loading deals isn't the way we do business. So I just, I just, right. I can't imagine that uh, that he's going to go for that. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, Bolton's saying that one big advantage of President Trump's upcoming meeting with uh, Kim Jong-un, he can sit down there and figure out whether or not Un is really committed to ending his nuclear program. But Bolton also says... President Trump is being very realistic about all this. The president's very optimistic because he sees the chance of a breakthrough, but I, I don't think he has stars in his eyes over this. Well, and let's not forget the, the Trumpian ways to go in asking for everything and uh, then backing off a bunch of stuff and, you know, and then ended up with a deal. So maybe that's their opening posture with the, with the guy. We can walk in while you're going to the John. 
<laughs> President Trump says too many jobs in China are at stake for the U.S. not to help telecommunications giant ZTE get back into business. Who'd ever heard of them? I hadn't. Apparently, they're huge in smartphones and uh, other okay. uh, devices. I'll take your word for Last it. Last month, the Commerce Department blocked the China-based company from importing American components for seven years. The U.S. accusing ZTE of misleading American regulators, lying to American regulators, on its trade with both North Korea and Iran. The company's a major supplier of telecom networks and smartphones. Trump's decision coming as the U.S. and China are moving forward on trade negotiations, and it's thought that the president is hoping this move by America will get the Chinese to back off on increased tariffs on American agricultural products. So it could be one of those quid pro quo moves. Yeah, I'm not sure I love this this idea that, you know, everything's on the table all the time, even if, you know, rather important principles have been violated, because this company are flaming cheaters and, and, and liars and the rest right. of it with the uh, approval of the Chinese government. But, you know, going into the North Korea deal, Trump's saying, eh, we'll give a little on this. Eh, well, it's, we'll, we'll give you a pass on this one. You cut it out. Yeah. Californians are finding a truly different way to deal with the homeless these days. Organizers have started a campaign called Weed the Homeless, which supports people living on the streets in San Diego and Los Angeles. The group that is involved in the cannabis industry distribute marijuana to the homeless. How could this possibly help anything? Well, they say it helps treat medical ailments for the homeless and that the uh, pot is less dangerous than other more potent drugs. Exactly. Keep everybody calm, content, happy. Officials affiliated with the charity also donate food and clothing. Apparently, this is the fourth time over the weekend that organizers have uh, gone out, given their time and their resources to help. Weed the Homeless is the new movement. And as far as the NBA playoffs goes... Oh, my God. Was that something? Boston's young guns bested LeBron James as the Celtics dropped the Cavaliers 108 to 83 in Thank game you, Marshall. One of the finals. It's a culture, not a costume. Yes. This, oh, my God. Yeah. What that was, was just a. What was, that this, was a, the final? 108 to 83. And Woo! it wasn't that close. Woo! LeBron, how many points did LeBron have? Six or whatever? 15 or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and he's, Sad. He's, he's, he's averaging damn near a triple double with 35 points, and he just was non existent. Yeah. And neither were any of the other players. Was yeah. he befuddled by their swarming defense? I don't know uh, what was going uh, on. Brad Stevens is a, a Sorcerer Supreme, the, the Celtics coach. Yes. I can't believe I said that. Uh, uh, the, the Celtics, not the Sorcerer culture. Supreme. I say yes. Sorcerer Supreme all the time. Well, yeah. well, oddly enough, that's what you should stop. But anyway, so he's a good coach. Okay, yeah, he's a fantastic enough. coach. All righty, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here, I'm starting a Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. Oh, and did you squawky. mention Warren Warriors Rockets tonight? It is. That Ooh, series kicks off. Game one. Excited about that. It's going to be 205 to 203 in double overtime. <laughs> Please, that'll be the halftime score. The halftime score, yeah. yes, exactly. Uh, uh, that, hopefully that's a better game than yesterday. That was a letdown. Uh, so we need to get into the news of the day, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> not, not a lot of enthusiasm. Just trying seeing. to figure out which direction to go. Up. Home. Home is a good direction. <laughs> Is it a beef? That's what I want to know. That's the question we'll answer today. Self-driving cars in the news again. Also, is it a beef? 
those cars that have a push button instead of a key turn, they're yes. causing problems. What? People are dying. I got one of those. I hate it. I got one and I hate it. What? I hate it every day. What's not to... What, why do you hate it? What's to like? It's a button. Why do you got to mess with stuff that's fine already? That's key what I say. Key turn, a key, a weird cylinder, and all that. What's I'll that I'll never about? own another car with one. Please. I wouldn't have bought it if I didn't... I didn't even notice it had it. <laughs> but anyway, it's killing people across the country. I don't believe it. Among other things. On the way... Is it a beat? Is it a beef? A beef. Hmm. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. The nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The CEO of Starbucks said that no one would ever again be forced to buy an item before using one of their restrooms. At least that's what the guy who cleans the Starbucks bathroom wrote in his suicide note. <laughs> I can't believe that's their policy now. Oh, man. Unless the it's the switcheroo, like the Starbucks I went to, where they've moved the sinks out of the bathroom. Maybe that's what they're going to do all across the country. So they get to seem, I don't know, merciful and enlightened. Meanwhile, changing the physical plant so it doesn't matter. Right. Well, they took away the magnet for homeless people to go in there and wash themselves. Right, right. Unless, you know, they're willing to kneel down and use the toilet as sort of a, uh, mm. you know, a washing tub. Let's like hope a, that's not the case. Like you see the gals of old in the various paintings where they're washing up in the bedroom with their bucket of water or whatever that's called. How could we possibly be in a position where you can't, as a business, say, no, you have to be a customer before you get to use our restroom, which we have to clean and, you know, pay the bills for and everything? You absolutely can, and most do, but Starbucks is, you know, leading the way in something or other, mostly virtue signaling, I think, and mostly being super, super afraid that they're in trouble over the whole black guys in Philly thing. Right. So now, just to make sure no individual barista or assistant manager or manager anywhere across the fruited plain makes the mistake of, like, enforcing that rule or offending anybody, they've said, all right, just anybody can go in, wallow around in there, do what you need to do, shoot up, have sex with a hooker, wash your grundle, whatever you like. You know, the reality of it is, for all businesses, is you would look at a group of people as the manager, owner, whatever, in the restaurant at the time, and you, yeah, you can come in just to use the bathroom. That's fine. You, you can't. Right. You can. You can't. Because you're going to come in, use it quickly. You're clean. No problem. My day will go on just fine. My business will not be affected. You are trouble, and I can tell. Right. And you are a potential customer. You probably come here now and then. You just need to use the bathroom. Right. You are never going to be a customer, and you're going to make a mess of the place. Right. The problem is, in theory, some people would make those decisions based on race, and then you can't have that, but. I guess. Right, right. Well, on a completely different topic, I'm getting a little caffeine juice in the lunchroom, and there's uh, the the big ceremony where we're officially moving the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem Mm. over the course of several years, kind of, sort of. But anyway, it's a big moment, even though presidents have promised they'd do that for decades, and Congress passed a law that said that's what we're going to do in 1995. Anyway, we're making a big deal of it. And I look up uh, to the TV screen, and there, representing the United States of America, making the big speech, is Jared Kushner. 
currently up there speaking? Yes, right. because he's the husband of the daughter of the president. That is correct. In fact, I went back to the Constitution, and uh, Article 5, Section 3 says... The first son-in-law shall be granted many disparate powers and given many projects, none of which shall amount to anything. And furthermore, he shall be sent to foreign lands to give speeches when nobody else wants to go. It's right there in the Constitution. So when he first kind of came on the scene after Trump got elected, he was put in in charge of the peace process. Right. Reviving the economy, he's, reforming the NFL, what's a catch and what isn't thing. He's Jewish, and it's always been something he personally is really into. Ah, okay. So he wanted to take on that project. And he's a C- White House senior assistant? Is that his He's some his sort of goal? advisor. Is, is, I'm sorry, his, uh, his position? Is it a bean? Is, is it a bean? Is it a bean? <laughs> Can't tell. And then one Is it Rabin? Is that what it said? Is it Rabin? A, a reference to Itzhak Rabin, the Jewish could be prime minister? Could be. Play it again. Is it a bean? No. No, it's not that. <laughs> so I got all excited about this and somehow got uh, sucked into a really interesting documentary about the founding of Jerusalem, which the anniversary is uh, tomorrow, 70 years ago. So the U.N. voted in 1947. Yeah, you can be a state, and then officially became one uh, early in 48. With five Arab countries that marched their troops to the borders and said, the day you announce you're a country, we're going to invade you. Right. Five countries. And Israel took them on and fought them for a year and uh, and, 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 and bested them, which mm-hmm. is really quite amazing. Um. But I was following the whole fo- the whole founding of Israel. God, there's so many awful things done by both sides and lies and spin and manipulation of the media on both sides, and it's it's just it's it's always been a mess. Yeah, always. Oh, yeah. And yeah. anytime there are dead people in the streets, whether they're uh, whether they're dead Israeli soldiers or people or were blown up in a market or it's Palestinians, the story you get out about uh, out of it uh, over who did it and what caused it. Half of it may be true. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. It's it's very complicated. Tough to take it in from this distance, oh, especially. Absolutely. That might be second only to the uh, partitioning of Pakistan and India back in the day. Read about that sometime. You want man's inhumanity to man. Oh, speaking of which, uh, well, I, nobody wants this. Why would you ever listen to this in the morning? The story's out of Malaysia? The ethnic cleansing there? I don't know that. Oh, it's You've got the army. Marching into villages and machine gunning everybody. The government of that country gunning down the uh, the, the various uh, the minorities they don't want, the Rohingya Muslims. Um, it's just insane. Absolutely insane. And you see, and listen, I could, I could do you two, three more if you're in the mood for grim, but nobody is. And that's why you people say America is the most racist country in the world. Yet there are countries that are machine-gunning their minorities right now because they just don't want them anymore. And everybody turns a blind eye and says, yeah, yeah, I think they probably started it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's astonishing. But anyway, uh, moving along because that's way too grim. Stormy Daniels is selling autographed MAGA hats on eBay that say Make America Horny Again mm. to show that she only wants justice, I that, guess. Well, that would be Maha. <laughs> Speaking of the porn skank who is uh, motivating so many of the headlines, especially on MSNBC, which is still hammering away at 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 uh, uh, old Cohen and Stormy and the payoffs and the 
Wow, God, that's got to be wearing thin even for the, the fans of that sort of thing. I did see this headline and thought it was kind of funny. Her promoter, I will not refer to Michael Avenatti as her attorney because he is functioning as her, her promoter to get her more porn gigs and strip club appearances. He is now facing serious questions about his own business dealings, including how he got Michael Cohen's bank records. And apparently he's part of some business that owes $5 million in taxes. They face a lien for unpaid federal taxes worth $5 million as part of their attempt to buy Avenatti and Global Baristas trying to buy the Tully's Coffee Company, mm. a fine coffee company sure. that no longer exists, I don't think, because they bought it and it went bankrupt and they owe $5 billion. So, although the uh, Fox News admits the paper trail for the deal is maddeningly complex, and it's tied up in course probably for the rest of our lives. But this Avenatti character, you know, it's funny. He's, he's really into digging to the bottom of the, uh, the pile of filth that is Michael Cohen. Eh, you know, I'd be careful, Mr. Avenatti. You don't strike me as a choir boy yourself. I was kind of surprised that he had not been Ken Boned yet and that, that somebody had dug up something about his personal life or something that puts him on, on his back foot for a little bit. And this apparently would be that. He was also once sued by Patrick Dempsey of Grey's Anatomy fame. For? Uh, that had to do with that coffee deal. Have you gotten horns put in your head? Might not be a good idea. Have you really? seen anybody with the horns? Oh, yeah. I was considering it. And we talked about this a little last week. The way people can hack into Alexa and Siri with things you can't even hear with white noise. Oh, yes. Yes. It's troubling. That might be the future. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.